Welcome to the Goal Circle, Australia's number one netball podcast. I'm your host, Nick Bleeker. With me, as always, is Luke Up. <laughs> Are you serious? Yep. <laughs> oh, you fucking asshole. <laughs> Where's my harp? Oh, fuck off. I hate that ad. Yep. And can I just say, they played that at the final and these three beautiful women in front of me like flipped around ready to give me like this giant rant about like women. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> give me this yeah. giant rant about how we need to support young girls. And I'm like, home girl, take a seat. I do support young girls. Thank you very much so. Um, and all good for that. I'm just... I've literally seen that ad 400, maybe 500 times. There... It is played a lot. I'm like, can we... Next year, I think we need to... I need to set up a GoFundMe where we could just like shoot like maybe 16 different types of that ad. Mm. Yeah, look, um, welcome to the... Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, Yeah, so we have a couple of thoughts. We obviously went to the grand final. Um, but uh, yeah, there was some rough entertainment. <laughs> rough um, entertainment. Yeah, rough entertainment. Um, but yeah, there was they they had this tendency to be like the teen girls thing was just a constant, and you could see that people were just kind of getting a bit visibly over it. Yes, and then they tried to get the crowd involved with the chanting and stuff and the poor dances at the front. And I do believe you instructed a lot of people around us to to sing, to sing the chant. Yes, which made it even worse. Great, as long as you know, I'm supporting teen girls. All right, so. <laughs> Boom. Sounds like you're not, okay? Yeah, Uh, that's what it sounds like, but I do support them. I just don't. I'm so sick of that ad. Kill me. Yeah, look, it's... Like, we've watched a lot of netball. Yeah. We've we've watched every single game, including the World Cup stuff. Yeah, I figured... I think there was, like, just a bit of tiredness when it comes to the netball now, just because we've done so much. (laughs) Dude, yeah. Like, because Firebirds weren't in the final, I was kind of just like, oh. Yeah. Look... I, um, I, I want to get you this out of the devastated. way. I want to get this out. Oh, look, I was pretty upset. You were devastated. Um, but I want to get this out of the way. I tipped the Swifts. So, boom. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, we'll put that one to the side. Um, the grand final was absolutely terrific. The atmosphere was unbelievably good. Um, watching the Swifts the lightning get that were win. Not. The lightning were honestly Abysmal. awful. Legit their worst game they've ever played, I think. Um, Actually, biggest loss. Yeah, I've biggest ever loss had. I've ever had. Yep. Um, but yeah, we'll get into the game shortly. Do you have any other thoughts that you want to talk um, about about the the game and the atmosphere itself? It was great to see so many men at the netball. Yeah, um, I think Laura Layman mentioned that in uh, like she did like a speech to uh, oh, at the USC right. last yeah, yeah, night, yeah, yeah. and she was doing a, a speech just about like the support of the community, but how surprised and how wonderful it was to have more men there at the game like yelling at the umpires and stuff like that and we were part of that crowd but um oh yeah the umpiring was terrible yeah which we'll get to shortly but is it um, helen george mm, i don't know oh i just know that um someone george uh fitbard was there as well but um i think it was just really cool seeing that sort of atmosphere and i have to give it to the swifts fans your board uh your, your crew was small but they were loud for the whole game and they drowned out those chants from the lightning so consistently uh, that the lightning just... I think th- the crowd was really interesting to see how supportive they were of the team, no matter how you know deep in the ditch they were. But uh, yeah, the Swifts were just... Oh man, they, they came to the play. Their fans were 
incredible with they they aided like had so much energy like sitting like at the front part of the like of the crowd and like the fan zones but then there was like a i think there was the partners of the swifts that were just above the bench and all the um in the swifts outfits which was which is quite funny so um but yeah the atmosphere itself was um was absolutely terrific uh we sat in sort of like a lightning swift section mix which was really cool and helen george helen george um and uh yeah just the the overall atmosphere everything ran really nicely except um jess who got her (laughs) deodorant thrown away by security oh my god that was hysterical yeah yeah, one of our jess uh one of our listeners and uh fellow netballers um at the gold circle netball club uh, she had like a deodorant thing and the guy just literally picked it up out of her bag and didn't say, you need to take this to the cloakroom. Cloak he just turned around and threw it away without asking and said, yeah, go on through. And we were just like, oh. Power trip. Sure thing. And he was like, yeah, right on, fellas. Like come on through, fellas. Stab someone with the deodorant <laughs> bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Just Glass someone with a deodorant. I wouldn't be surprised. Jess has that sort of mean <laughs> streak about her. So. Um, oh, dear. But yeah, the... Halftime entertainment was a bit rough. <laughs> go on, play our soundbite. Right, we, we have go. a soundbite. We have a soundbite. We do. I so, love it. Um, and you'll have this song. In, I literally <laughs> have had this song in my head since the final. You have. You have. And you've been mentioning yeah. it. <laughs> Hit it, girl. Yeah, it's tough. Um, yeah. Look, can I just say, she's getting a lot of heat. Um... Hey, you're not you're not helping. What do you mean? You're the one that posted the video yes, saying but hang she's on. really pitchy. I did not I didn't say anything about her pitch. No, I said her best friend in the background on the DJ decks. Mm, mm. Hero. Hero with the yeah, final my highlight. She fucking bopped around. There was no lights on that deck. It that thing wasn't even turned on. Yeah. Um, and she like pretended to DJ. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And to be fair, I think the second song that she played, Cleopatra, that song that song bangs. We were listening to it before we started taping the yes. show. And I was like, okay, this song is really good. And it sounded pretty good in the stadium too. So Well, the prompt Brisbane Entertainment Center strikes again. Like if yeah. someone asked me if I was an artist and they're like, Come play in Brisbane. No. No. No that, ma'am. The music it was, was nowhere terrible. near as loud either. Like I could hear what people were saying. Like this is the yeah. thing. Like if you go to like an entertainment thing, I feel like you need to struggle to talk to you friends or whoever you're with or whatever because the music's so loud that it kind of just makes you, you also get, takes your attention like we're rattling because that place is so old yeah I know that, that thing <laughs> it was fucking, not great yeah. like when Taylor Swift comes to town and she's got like all new equipment and it goes in there like it's amazing oh is Taylor Swift coming oh I assume so I thought she was just doing the horse races no but I'm like using her as an example oh right yeah, yeah. like a big yeah yeah like when it's like a big like hundred million dollar tour um <laughs> They have all the good equipment. When you're like, hey, Brisbane Entertainment Center, can we have a few amps? It's just, like, just like, that uh, shit hasn't been replaced yeah. in 10 years. They, they go down into like the, what is it, the fucking basement and they put like <laughs> the golden key on the door and they're like, they <laughs> blow all the dust off. Yeah, yeah, look, that, uh, that amp looks pretty good. Yeah. Bring it out and just like, and <laughs> yeah, like, this is terrible. Um, so, look, I, like, I don't think that's fair on like Thandy, but I just wanted to recognize that I can tell you now, Nick, if you did some sort of Brisbane Entertainment Center thing and that you were like, look, I just need you to dance on the deed, I would not do that for you. Wow. That's <laughs> a dog move. Okay. <laughs> no fucking way. Because, I do it like, for you. that poor kid, 
You really? could do like Mariah thing where you like sit on the stage and you hold your, your headphone to your ear. I like, would oh. never get on a stage and sing ever. Okay. It's never going to happen. Well, you know, have enough. I understand my limitations of my talent. <laughs> uh, and uh, that is that it is zero when it comes to singing. It's a big fat I didn't donut. Even, I, didn't, I didn't even make the gay choir, which is like... How does that even happen? That's where they get like 140 people and there's like <laughs> there's like 20 people who can sing and the rest just yeah. go, ooh. Like, they were like, please stop. Yeah, go. They're just like, leave. Go to, um, go back to woodworking class. Yep. Or like something We want else. to be inclusive and love everyone, but we can't love your voice. Yeah. That's we, pretty yeah, much and we're what not, they yeah, We're not including you. No. So, Sorry. tough shit. Um, but <laughs> shall we get into the game? Yeah, why not? Let's get into the game. So I New South Wales Swifts. Shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> for eight minutes. Uh, the New South Wales Swifts defeating the Lightning 64-47 to in the Lightning's worst loss in the franchise history. The Swifts getting their first championship since 2008. What an incredible achievement <sighs> for everyone involved. But my God, the Swifts... Looked, it was ugly to watch. It was. It was a, honestly like I had like, a lot Swiss of fun. Played amazing. Yeah, and they set the tone really, really early um, with just being super physical. Yeah, they like Conan was just getting she got destroyed pushed around. Yeah, Cloud was just like I'm gonna eat you for breakfast. Like that. Yeah, was, Cloud played. Yeah, probably the best game <clears throat> I've ever seen her play. Yeah, honestly, she j- was just positioning herself perfectly, and I think watching it live. Um, uh, did you rewatch the broadcast at all? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, yeah, neither did I. But <laughs> I think watching it, like, because I was just like, I don't need to see this again. Um, but the Swifts, for the most part, played a, an absolutely perfect game. And I have to say, Bryony Acor coached unbelievable. Because yes. every single time there was like a, like a run, a two point pit, like momentum swing two for the or lightning, three she's like, timeout. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, she's literally just stopping. Incredibly any, yeah. smart. Because every single time she did it, I looked over it and I was like, that's holy shit. Like she's calling it every single like I think it was the lightning would get like would get a point, gain possession, get another point, and then Bronnie would be like, Yep, time out. Yeah. And would use them beautifully. And then the Swifts would just and, regain. And also off. they reset really well. Like the Swifts just reset, went back yeah. into their patterns and it was perfect. Yeah, and I feel like the third quarter I was like the lightning could potentially pull a rabbit out of a hat and then the Swifts I think was, everyone was just waiting for yeah. the Lightning to lift their game yeah. and they just didn't And they no they really didn't and I was going to say I feel like when I look at the Lightning now from that game specifically I don't find myself going X play was a standout for me I don't think any of the Lightning had a standout game I think I think Pretorius had her moments Mawini um, was like but even then she but to be fair um, the umpiring was awful like I'm not saying that had any yeah. change on the result. It didn't because yeah. I think the Swifts played the refs to a T. Um, a while ago, um, I was having this conversation. I think it was the Vixens, where I think when they played the Magpies, they played the umpires like perfectly. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it was that again. They knew exactly what they were going to get away yeah. with, and they knew exactly what they weren't going to get away with. And I feel like the Lightning, a hundred percent. You know, the penalty count was massively different. Yeah, it um, really was. It was absurd. And, and they just did not adjust. Like, you're just not going to get away with that. And I, and I think the Swifts played incredibly smart by just doing the basic stuff really, really well. I think Helen got got in. 
Um, Sam Wallace was just holding beautiful Sam work Wallace. from her. She played Sheesh. amazing. She absolutely deserved yeah. MVP in my opinion. Everyone was saying Clow, and I totally understand that. And if you could split it, I'd give it to both of them. Look, honestly, I feel like there's a 50-50 argument for both of them. Like you could, yeah. uh, like honestly, if you said, "Look, I want you to argue for Clow," I'd be like, "All right, this is, these are the reasons," and it's like argue for Wallace. It's like these are the reasons, and I honestly couldn't pick. But I feel like for me, when I watch the game like live, I'm like, man, Cloud had some wonderful moments, but Sam Wallace was cool for the whole fucking game. Yeah. And I was just like, holy, holy shit, she's literally just dominating the two defenders that honestly really upset her in the last couple of games where she really looked knocked out of her out of her composure. And we know her really well as, as a player that is able to really lock in and not get phased by anything, not even as a physical defender or as like, like a thieving defender such as Pretorius. Yeah. Um, but again, Clow was like, t- honestly, in the first like quarter, she had like three or four like gains. And I'm just like, this is absurd. Unbelievable. Yep. And like, I don't want to take away, like give all the praise to Clow because I think Turner had... An, Turner was a, amazing. A splendid yep. game. The, the way even Rore as well, the way the three of them worked was just yeah. impeccable. It looked, it honestly looked like the lightning like well Rory took Sherian completely out of the game yeah that's probably the worst I've ever seen Sherian play yeah and I think that one of the big things that I noticed from the lightning was that they weren't really there was a lot of standing around there's not a lot of activity so in that mid court yep. they're driving the ball and Sherian's standing on like one end of the court and she's waiting and I'm like what are you doing like you need to be guiding the ball all into their mid-court. leads were off as well like it didn't yeah. flow it, it was like someone would come to the ball and there wasn't another person ready to come on to, yeah. the bo- to the next ball. Yeah. It kind of stagnated. And yeah, I I think as well, I I personally think the bright spark was when they put Karakonin in at goal attack and brought peace on. Yeah. Um, and as much as Steph Wood is an amazing champion, this was her fifth final. Um, she did not... She, this was This probably, was a horrible game for her. I think at the game. half, she yeah. was like minus 34 yeah. missing net points. She ended up coming out with 0.5. Yeah, but she had, I think at the half, she had about seven turnovers. Um, yep. Which, you know, I think, weren't they down by, they were down by like four or something at one point. Yeah. They got yeah. close um, and they had Kara and Peace on. Um, and Kara basically provided that height that they could sort of get over Maddie Turner and sort of work the ball down a bit Tippett-esque. Yeah. Um, and that worked. I, I think, obviously, Kara is a goal shooter. She's not a goal attack. So, whether they could sustain that for the whole game then becomes a problem. And, obviously, they reintroduced Steph Wood, which, you know, Nolene's done that the whole season. Pulling people worked. off, going, hey, you need to do this and this and this, and it's worked. Yeah. Um, she... That is the worst game I've ever seen Steph Wood play. Yeah, and I know that, we, like, we were there live when we saw her missed that like the crucial shot when she was playing for the Swifts and it was yeah. just like that'll that will forever haunt her. I did I did wonder that. Hey, I did wonder if but I don't, I this don't... game would have been different if it was on the Sunshine Coast. On the Coast. Sunshine Coast? That was uh, that was my thought as well. The problem is, is that if it's on the Sunshine Coast, you sacrifice 4,000 people. That's the problem. Absolutely. Because so, it's a capacity of 3,000. But, but it's think... not really a home game. No, and I feel like... You don't really have home ground advantage because everyone says, I think you said Paige Hadley was relieved that it wasn't on the Sunshine yeah, Coast yeah. because playing there yeah. is so hard. Yeah, there was a quote from Hadley um, during the week. Uh, I can't remember what outlet it was from, but she was mentioning the fact that it was like, I'm so glad we're playing at Brisbane Entertainment Center because when you play at USC, it feels like the crowd's on top of you the whole time because they don't shut up, but it's loud and it's a really condensed space. Not that I've actually been there, but it actually looks like a quite a, quite a condensed space. It's not a stadium. It's just set out that sort of way. Mm. But I think 
I don't know. It's it's really tough because like I like the entertainment center as a venue, but I think it's not technically a home game. It, it and I that doesn't excuse the fact that the Lightning coughed up what, seventeen points, like a seventeen point loss. That that that's not on anyone other than the team themselves. And and I think to be fair, that's that seventeen point loss absolutely is on the Swifts and the fact that they belted them. Yeah, like they did not make mistakes. They were fluid. They were perfect yeah like honestly it was a well-oiled machine well incredibly well coached absolutely Uh, but i feel like if one thing i would do if like i'm the lightning at some stage if the if usc can be counted as a home venue which it is um even after the renovations this year you could at least attempt to i don't know build some form of what like i was saying during the week what they could have done is played it out like how and we always, we do compare basketball a lot but like how the Raptors do it where if um, Scotiabank Arena which is their home arena sells out what they do is they set up all of these massive yeah. screens outside ticket it but like ticket it garden. cheap they and do have that it like tennis a, as well yeah and have it like a like a cookout almost and just have like everything out there so people can actually watch I know it's one o'clock in the afternoon it's probably less than ideal time but you no, it's, it's winter it wasn't a hot it, day no it wasn't too bad but it's a home game still, technically. You can still have that sort of vibe outside. You can have the massive screens that are set up. Get have food trucks. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a multiple... There's a bunch of opportunities <laughs> that could have been afforded there. But I, I guess the fact of the matter was that Brisbane Entertainment Centre has the capacity to hold that many people. So Yeah. yeah. Which and there was, And what also was kind of hysterical is you could see that I think... Um, Ticket Tech had kind of effed up the seating because there was literally a whole row. Yeah. There was rows in all the gold around. section? Was it gold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the gold section, there was literally rows that were empty where it was the entire <laughs> yeah, row yeah. of the entire entertainment center was empty. Yeah. And it's just like, shit. Why don't you fill the seats? What are you doing? Yeah. Like, literally just be like, you guys want these seats? Yeah, exactly. Like, I if don't not understand. And, yeah. And I That's just... clearly stuffed up because I know they were saying that um, there was over 8,000 tickets that went on sale. Um, and then they were saying that the crowd was like 7,000 something. 7,700, so, I think it was. Yeah, so yeah. someone effed up. Yeah, so I, I, I'm not 100% sure. There's obviously people that no shows as well that won free tickets. Yeah, but, but in an entire row. I was going to say, I don't the whole think. Entire stadium. Yeah, like it's, I don't think that's the, the sole reason that yeah. like it doesn't And then the in the platinum, I could, I actually tried to get us platinum tickets. And in the platinum section, every second row was empty. Yeah. Just really bizarre. I, really, mm. really, really fucking bizarre. But anyway. A lot um, of money wasted. Katrina Rore. Amazing. Got the trifecta. Unbelievable. Yes. I think she's the only player. Well, ever, she would be. Only player ever to this win. This would be the only opportunity yeah, to do it. Only player ever to win ANZ Prem, World Cup, and the SSN ever. What a, what a remarkable Amazing. comeback. I think a lot of people were messaging us and talking about it on the Facebook page how yes. um, Rore... Uh, has gone from like the basically the bottom and being the scapegoat for everything that happened at the Com Games to being yeah like, that horrible interview where the chick's like, "What did you do wrong?" I never forget that. I yeah. will never forget that because I was just like, are you, are you, "I hope they like, fired that lady." Probably, I, I imagine I hope they would. So. Imagine to I would like have. every single one of you get out. <laughs> um, but it's in, it's incredible to watch, and she had an amazing game on Sherry, and she literally locked her out of the game, like you said yeah. before. Um, <clears throat> but I just think. I couldn't help but just be like, I, it's uh, it's remarkable how far she's come over the course of twelve months. Mm. Um, 
finding and choosing her teams well, but also bringing the Pulse um, a premiership too, which is huge. Um, considering the last time I remember watching the Pulse closely, they were bottom of the Ooh, barrel of the ANZ champs. Yeah. So um, that was rough. I remember that game. We went to that game. Yeah, it was yeah not great. Um, but I, I I just can't be I can't help but feel so happy for her because it's amazing. Seriously, oh, and she's a lovely person too. Yeah, I yeah. think that makes it better. Like when you're not. You know, when you don't beat the crap out of everyone as a defender and you're relative... Like, she's relatively clean um, as a defender. I think it makes it so much easier. Yeah, I find she gets bodied more as a defender. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think when she transitioned after the World Cup, she kind of had to do a big adjustment as well. So, I yeah. think that makes it even better. So, for you, watching mm-hmm. the lining here, I know a 17-point loss is, is significant, but what what difference is, what, what difference is made? Because to me... I think the fundamental thing is that the Swifts looked hungry for it and the Lightning didn't. Um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, a loss is a loss, whether it's one point, whether yeah. it's 17. I actually think on reflection, you're probably happier about a 17-point loss than a one-point loss. I think, yeah. to be to be fair, if you've got it in your hands and let's say they were up by you know three coming into the fourth quarter and then they lose it, that kills you way more than a, than a blowout. If, you, if it's a blowout, you literally, obviously, you're going to be upset, but you just go, look, I couldn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, I guess when you put it like that, I, that kind of makes sense, but just because, like, we've seen the heartbreak of, like, losing in, like, double overtime and by, like, one or two points or whatever, but this is... The game was over, I think, for me. Like, Jess came up to me at the half and she was like, how are you feeling? Because I was nervous the whole fucking well, time. I think that's the one thing that I kind of um, really noticed is the biggest thing this season is really getting a good start. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, and I don't want to harp on the umps, but that first call, and this is probably where I probably should have rewatched the footage, so anyone that's listening and has watched on the broadcast, please tell me I'm wrong, but the first call that the Lightning got was that very first one where Steph Wood came late over the transverse. She was over that, though. She was over the transverse line. She got called for not being over and then turned the ball over. And for me, I'm like, that set the tone like and we've been saying all season, like you said, tone setting has been really important, and teams that set a really strong tone are generally the are generally the victors, barring some sort of like crazy collapse. Mm. And I think that played really tough on the Lightning initially, and I think they were kind of taken aback by it because you could see the frustrations boiling over, especially when Carla and and Pumza were defending on our end of the court. You could see how frustrated she was getting with just the no calls. And to be fair, there were a couple where I'm like, yeah, there, okay, this is. This is tough. Well, Ma Wainey um, actually like <coughs> lost her cool at Helen. Yeah, and yeah. yelled at her. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is rare because Mawini yeah. is very just like a, a. She's super chill. Actually, everyone on the Lightning is relatively chill. It's really hard to have them. It's raining. It's fine. Um, yeah, that's really. It's loud. Rain. Yeah, we sorry. Had rain in ever. Yeah. So yay. <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh, if yeah, there's a little bit of uh, weirdness in the background. It's because oh, we finally got some fucking okay. rain. I better. Sorry, I'm just going to text husband. Yeah, you message the, the hu- you message the happy while I keep talking. Yes. Um I feel like the def- the defensive end was just I don't know, like McAuliffe didn't look particularly locked in. Uh, Pretorius, she had her moments, but nothing nothing as interrupting as she usually is that frustrates oh, the attacking. I think she did okay. Like she did okay for a final. Um, I think the biggest penalties just destroyed them. Yeah, like. It- yeah, and and I think this is probably something that needs a broader review because there was clearly, from the angle, 
And and look, umpiring is so difficult. Like it is a really hard job. If anyone, I remember at one of my old clubs, I did it like once or twice. It was so bloody hard um, because yeah. you literally you know exactly sort of what the player like. I know what the defender's doing. They're shoving from the back. I can't see that. I can't call it if I don't see it. Um, so there's not really much they can do in that regard. And Sarah Clow. Um, in particular, definitely drove through, you know, was incredibly physical on Kara Conan, um, which is exactly the right sort of thing to do with her mm. um, because she, like Clow, has such a strength advantage. Um, but the umpires are not, like, you've got to get over that. It's yeah. going to happen and you've got to play on. And I feel like the lightning, to some extent, were a bit like, where was my call? And it's like, you can't play that in a final. Yeah. You've got to grab Especially that ball. Finals. You've got to pull it in. And you've got to get over the fact that they're shoving you because yeah. at the end of the day, um, you're not going to get those calls. Yeah, and I think it's it's a lost cause arguing that stuff, especially absolutely. That. Even after they've called it, like they're not going to reverse it. No, they're not. And this is the one thing. It's just like they're not going to reverse the call. But I, I think next year I'd love to see match reviews. So, um, like in in the NBA, for example, they give like a whole breakdown. Yeah, of, like the L two M's. Yeah, yeah. Um, of you know where the umpires could have been better. Blah blah blah. You know, go back watch footage of the players, understand what they're doing, so that next time they they have to ump a game. With that player, they can go, okay, well, last time I didn't pick this and this and this up. Yeah. I need to pick it up. Um, but uh, I think the potential to have three on-court umpires is coming because the game is just so fast. I was going to say, yeah. And so physical that it's going to have to happen. Yeah, because... And I know that's kind of like micromanaging the game, but I think there's moments where it probably needs to be micromanaged. Well, I think from an industry, uh, industry, uh, industry standpoint as well, um, sort of managing injuries is a problem as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm. Um, f- mm, I was, yeah, I don't know. Langman had like a fair, like she had 86 net points. I feel like she just didn't get any of the bits that she did when she played the Swifts last. And I feel like when I watch the Lightning, they throw that ball. They were throwing the ball across the court and they were giving so many opportunities to, for the Swifts to interrupt the passing lane. So Haythorn-Thwaites getting under the ball, through the ball. Every single defender or attacker who's defending was getting inside the Lightning passing lanes every single time. And it was so yeah. frustrating to watch because well, Lightning think, is usually more careful than that. I think as well... The Lightning like to be patient with their attack end. They're basically like, and and the silver. This is a silver ferns thing as well. Yeah. Um. And I guess a Langman thing is having that patient of patience of just being like, look, we have to treasure possession, yeah. regardless if it takes a minute thirty to get the ball in the hoop. We're going to make those extra passes. Well, I think what the Swifts did amazingly is they they knew that was going to happen. Um. They planned for that and they got in the passing lanes and um. Yeah. Kind of destroyed it a bit. Yeah, and I, it was really frustrating to watch it. And I think that just completely threw the lightning out of their rhythm because they just... Well, like, they got oh frantic God. as well. Yeah. Um, they weren't then... They were like, oh, shit, we have to go real fast. Um, like, try and blitz them and try and outrun them. And that's not going to... Like, you're not going to outrun Rory. You're not going to no. outrun <laughs> Turner, really. No. Um, so, it became problematic. Yeah, and I feel like... Just defensively, everyone, no matter their position, was locked in. Like, they were active, hands up. Housley was being disruptive. I thought 
I mean, I have to say, I'm not sure I could speak to Garbin's defensive qualities, but I think Garbin came on and substituted in brilliantly. I know we've absolutely over the last I thought that's weeks, probably the best game she's played. Absolutely, she she yeah, they just peaked. Yeah, she she pulled a number, and I, I was I I couldn't believe how good and like calm under fire she was. Yeah. Um, especially with how physical Pretorius and Mawini were getting um, under that circle where they were just getting more and more physical and more and more frustrated. So, I don't know. I feel like... <sighs> yeah. And I also, like, I'm looking at Paige Hadley's stats. She's on, like, 19 missed points. That feels absurd. She should be on fire. I thought she, I was she was amazing. amazing. I, I thought she absolutely beat Langman. Yeah, no, literally. I just... She was so... Like... Again, she was Langman. She was so calm. She was guiding the ball up the court. They were sure, having it's not those 119? flat. No, it's legit nineteen. Oh. On here, it says nineteen net points. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm like that seems super low because she's got what thirty one feeds, maybe a turnover. So she had seven turnovers. Maybe that's probably what brought it down. But I'm looking at yeah, them like okay. that's uh, that doesn't feel right because her no. impact in steadying the ship, whenever there was like some, a form of it kind of going off, was. Critical, I think, for the Swifts to just hold, like, hold their own throughout the whole game. So yeah. they won every single quarter. By the way, wow. Yeah, I feel like I, I could. I was like, I, f- I feel like they, the Lightning made it might have won quarter two. I think no, it wasn't quarter two. Sorry, quarter three. One of them, yeah. And I was, just, I looked at it. And I'm like, holy shit! Like, they literally won nothing. They mm. they won nothing in this game. And I, you know, it, the thing is, is it's disappointing for it to be a blowout because, like, the game we were in, the, you know third quarter and I was like yeah this is probably not gonna I've yeah, seen people were leaving like yeah, halfway through yeah. the third. No, we've seen magic tricks before but I was like this honestly there's a there's a time as, it's just not gonna happen as I said though um, like if I'm a Sunshine Coast Lightning fan I'm actually happy this is a blowout because I think they've actually proven it um, especially with tennis players like you get mental scarring yeah um, when you have those close games and you lose it, it actually... I think Susie O'Neill, did you see her crying? Yeah. Watching her get silver. Um, yeah, I do remember that actually, yeah. 19 years ago. <clears throat> um, it's like, yeah, it's actual mental scarring. Um, and tennis players have actually got to a point where they've had to retire because they've had so many mental scarring. Like, uh, Dinara Safin is a perfect example where she lost like four or five finals um, and you just go loopy. Yeah. Like, you're just like, I, I can't win anything. Yeah. You get to a point where you're just like, I can't do this. So, at least with a blowout, there's no scarring there. It's just like, they fucking whooped us. Yeah. Boom. And it's like, well, now we've got to come back next year. And, and, and the, the thing is, is like the Lightning are bringing back most of the squad. McAuliffe was yeah. re-signed two days before the, the grand final. Um, no updates on uh, Langman. Um, or Russell, I think, as well. Well, yeah, I was actually really surprised because in that interview with... Because um, we've always talked about the potential for Langman not to re-sign. Yeah. Um, and I think I saw an Instagram a while ago where she went to Ikea and bought a heap of furniture and I was like, huh? Yeah. Um, but it's interesting that uh, Steph Wood said, hurry up and sign. Yeah, because it feels like... Maybe she's not retiring. Maybe she's not, and yeah. Maybe uh, she's just being really smart and going, who's going to pay me the most money? Well, I mean, that's true. She might be honestly looking up her options because there's, I guarantee you, the majority of teams that do not have that position locked up next season will be going, hey, Laura, want to... Yeah, like the Magpies. Yeah, Magpies, Thunderbirds, theoretically. Actually, Thunderbirds, absolutely. Hmm. Um, 
those two teams, I yeah, I could absolutely see her. I mean, I could actually absolutely see that if her the on money's those teams good, she's go for her. Go for her. I, I'm, I think so too. I'm so shocked Dehaney didn't take big money to go to the Firebirds. Firebirds better have bloody a massive signing because if they don't show me Laura Geitz, I'm not happy. Yeah, which we'll get to in a sec. Anything else on the on the grand final? No, that's it. Yeah. Other than that, congratulations, Swifty fans. You guys deserve it. Yeah, that's good. What an amazing narrative and story for you guys this season. It was a joy to see how happy you guys were on the court. Yeah, they were all so happy. And, you know, like we've witnessed the heartbreak. And Yeah, I've those, been to both of those finals yeah. where they lost. Um, and that was just like... Ugh. And like as they had those god squads like the Rob Wright god squads and they just couldn't surpass the Firebirds oh I'm very happy Maddie Proud eventually got a medal she did? She okay did. great yeah, that was on her Instagram she had one so I don't okay, know great. what happened but someone gave her one yeah no, none of the players that actually didn't suit up got a medal in the ceremony so we were like uh please That's explain ridiculous yeah so um, congratulations with fans enjoy the win we are so so happy for you i'm like legitimately so pleased it's an amazing story so congrats guys we'll see you next season but we've got some signing news before we close out oh, the yeah. episode uh so where do we want to start uh what about laura geitz returning <laughs> Lol. um just to contextualize that if you haven't seen the facebook page luke did oh, you make this meme yes okay so i Please just do. i once as soon as i found out dahaney wasn't signing with the firebirds i was just like what the hell are we yeah, going to do? Life's meaningless. Life yeah. is meaningless. Um, clearly, we're going to have to re-sign Laura Geitz. And I made a funny little meme, except for people got really angry because they thought it was actually current until they actually opened the meme. <laughs> to be fair, the crop on this, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, the crop's it. really it's bad. very, very good crop. Yeah. The uh, problem is that it's too good. <laughs> yes. Um, so, no, she has not signed with them for next season, but fingers crossed. Because I only realized she's only 31. Mm. She's pushed out the other kid. There's potential. There is potential for her to come back. Lots Fingers crossed. Renee did it. It would be amazing. Mm. Please, Who knows? please, 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 please. Who knows? If we need to organize a third party deal, let me know. <laughs> I have my I will organize ready. it. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. But uh, yeah, the Melbourne Vixens uh, earlier today, this is Tuesday afternoon, we're taping, uh, resigned Kellyanne Dehaney. Boo. <laughs> She should have gone to Firebirds. I can't believe the... F- Actually, no. Do you know what? That's on the Firebirds because the Firebirds should have 100% signed her. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, there were... there were, We did I would see have, the rumors, like, but... 150,000, let's go. Come up here. And, and I mean, I, there was a couple of people that were mentioning on the Facebook page that she's just going to rot on the bench. And, and to be fair, that is kind of disappointing. But I feel like my big thing is that... I, I don't know. Like, I expect more from the coaching staff of the Vixens with the... Uh, oh, defensive absolutely. rotations next year, especially because Dehaney had some really great moments um, this season. So I, I yeah. think, and Mannix being able to play GD, um, I know Craig will disagree with me on Twitter <laughs> um, and a lot of other people, but um, apparently they've tried it before. I don't remember. Um, yeah, neither do I. With wow. Chatfield, uh, Coletto, oh, okay. yeah, and right. whoever the other person was. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think Weston at wing D is a, it's it's a potential lineup that they could do. Certainly would um, combat, uh, you know, hundred ninety six centimeter goal shooter. Yeah, and man, I am pretty bummed because I think she's a she's a underrated defender 
considering she's had such an impact coming into the game over the last couple of weeks for the Vixens when they had those issues, like Mannix was a little bit out of sorts and Weston was a little bit out of sorts. And I don't know. I don't know. It's a bit, bit of a bummer for the Firebirds, but I'm glad she's with the Vixens. I I just really hope that she manages to, to claw into those defensive rotations. Otherwise, she's mm. just... I guess, so who were the bench. other ones from the Vixens? Uh, sorry, I think the other ones... I think I misread the Vixens ones because it says... Uh, Dehaney joins uh, Mannix, Maloney, Watson, and Weston for 2020. Right. So the rest haven't, because there's quite a lot that are out yes. of contract. Yeah. Like pretty much the whole forward line. Pretty much. Um, so we've not got any updates on that just yet. I'm going to double check while I do that. And I'm going to move on to the Giants really quickly. Um, so the Giants announcing <clears throat> earlier today that Amy Parmenta, Kira Austin, Christiana Manua, Sam Pullman, Matilda McConnell have all re-signed for 2020. Um not entirely surprising um, that uh, they're they're back. Um, I feel like um, Julie Fitzgerald, you know, she's made a mention of her program being uh, a little bit more elongated. Um, this is probably says a lot about her program moving forward that the players believe in it and they want to stick around. So that's great. I figured there might have been a little bit more movement from the Giants considering that their season was a bit of a disappointment. But... I mean, at the end of the day, if they believe in um, Fitzgerald's program, then uh, more power to them. So. I think they're going to have a proper off-season now where Harton and Seabass can maybe gel a bit more. Yeah. I think Kira Austin definitely deserves that wing attack bib um, in a starting position if if she sort of wants that, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, it... I think next year is going to be. Look, I'm not. A, I'll be honest. Everyone sort of knows. I'm not a huge fan of the Giants, but I, I think next season they're going to have a, a lot better season. They well, they should because the thing is, is the run up to it and the interruptions between now should be few and far between compared to what they were this year. This exactly. is. I've said a couple of weeks ago that this this year itself for netball is an anomaly in itself. Um, and there's still two tournaments to be played before the end of the year, as far as the Con Cup and Oh uh, um, quad series. Quad series. Yeah, but um. There's also like whack. There's like whack ones as well. Oh, geez, really? Yeah, no. there's like the African nation. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I think there's like an English one where it's like England, Scotland, and Wales play each other. There's all these like rando ones. Yeah. So it's not over. We won't be covering those. But yeah. Um, the fact that the World Cup was on and Seabass and and Harton both, uh had those sort of captain duties slash veteran duties as part of their squads, I think probably didn't help. And also, I think the majority of teams that have representative players, which is the majority of our league, um, I think next year is going to be very interesting to see how um, players handle the fact that there's not uh, as much of a, I guess, stretch of netball where they're going to play consistent like one to one rounds one to fourteen with nothing in between. Yeah, that's what I, I think it's going to be anyway. So, um, and one thing I think we did forget to mention: Kaylee Stanton uh, resigned with the Fevella a week and a half ago. Luke's rolling his eyes. So, <laughs> yeah, you just got called out, baby. Um, <laughs> um, and also, I don't recall. <laughs> um, and before we wrap up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, Constellation Cup team is being announced on Thursday so uh, they're implying that some more selections are going to be happening now that Kelsey Brown and Brandy uh, are out yeah so we'll see how that goes who knows what LA is going to do I doubt it's going to be anything different um, can we hurry up and make Brani the captain a captain coach <laughs> captain and coach why not yeah why <laughs> captain not coach? <laughs> yeah, she can play too um, um, yeah, yeah very interested to TikTok, see TikTok bye next <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll see who's going to get selected. I think Lol. there's a, a few inclusions that need to be happening. Um, I, d- I d- she's not going to pick on form. She's going to pick on 
what um, has worked in the Diamond Camp, which is, I don't believe, the right thing to do. Maddie Turner should be on that team. <laughs> I don't think Maddie Turner is going to be on that team. No, she won't. I be. don't think Sharian's going to be on that team. I don't think Sharian should be. Ooh, no. she made the final. I'm sorry, no, she made the final. She had a great season. Are you kidding? I I'm not. I just you're I don't smoking Kool Aid. I don't know. You got put in perspective though, right? She's going if she, they're going to plop her in wing attack, right? And. She they're well, playing. She they're play, she's playing New Zealand. She's not starting. It's going to be attack. like Lamau. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just boom. I'm gonna put a little bit hard on you. And Shez is gonna be like shit. And don't get me wrong. Shez is an amazing player, and she is insinely fast. But I just I can't see it. I can't completely see it. disagree. Completely disagree. Okay. Looks no. like we're gonna have to fight. Um. Because um, no, Liz Watson. <laughs> Liz Watson is your starting wing attack, and Maloney will or Brazil. Um. Brazil center. Yeah. Um, that's you starting. But as a sort of... You have the option then, depending on who you're playing, that you can put Watson back at centre and bring Sherrion on to just pump pump the pedal for like a quarter even. Yeah. Or a half. Like, just tell her, you go hard, girl. Go hard for 15. Yeah. Do you think there's going to be any surprising picks? No. No? Okay. No. She's already... The selectors have made it clear that they don't pick on form because they kept Ravi in for however many years when she played terrible. <laughs> Let's be honest. No, yeah, like we, um, yeah, we Kelsey have, Brown yeah. had a not great season this season, um, and she made the team. Um, that wasn't picked on form, but at she was Brazil, picked on form at the time. Mm, yes, she was picked on form at the time because she was the informing attack at yeah. the Lightning, not the Magpies, but at the Lightning. Well, they they made the selections for the World Cup uh, by round, I think it was four or five like that, this yeah. season. And she did not play well this season. Uh, yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested to see what's going to happen with Maloney because I, I nearly dropped my Coke Zero all over me <laughs> when <laughs> we were at the Brisbane <laughs> Entertainment Centre. And um, do, do we want to just like play a Coke ad? Just No, just to- <laughs> no. Um, well, it came up with like the Nissan Netpoint like leader team. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um Maloney got center. I was like, damn. That was a huge bike drop. Just be like Yeah, bitch. She deserved it though, because she was yeah, amazing. Bitch. I know, but she's not gonna I, I don't believe she'll get a nod. No. Oh hmm. because LA yeah. has her favourites. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not kidding you. Like Rav was in the team for years past her current form. Yeah. And I'd love her to see her back. I love Ravi's game. You do. She's a great. Honestly, center. like you, we, you, we've knocked her in the past, and you've knocked her specifically. Oh, yeah. But I know back in the day, like we've talked about, like in way back in like twenty sixteen. She's like one of my favorite centers. Twenty sixteen Gold Circle episodes. We literally speak about her as if she's a god. A god. Um, well, she yeah. was in god form. She's just not in form now. No, and that's that's fine. But Although to be fair to her, she did kind of play the back end of the season quite well. Yeah, because I think she had like sort of a defensive renaissance a little bit. She did. Yeah. Which she's, she's an amazing player. Honestly, yeah. she is. And I'd love to see her back in the Diamond Squad. But let's be let's be real. LA has favourites. Um, I'm pretty sure someone messaged us saying that she won on one of Bianca Chatfield's podcasts and said that she's not picking anyone new, basically. She's picking from the existing team that was selected. All right. Well, she can do that. 
Yeah. So I, I don't think there's going to be any and surprises. We can come back on the show and be like, oh, look, Australia came third. Well, let's be honest. As much as there is selectors, one does think that really she just picks the team. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's the coach, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, anything else? Because we're going to wrap up our last um, I think the new selectors should be Liz Ellis, Kath Cox, Sue Gordian. Honestly, that's... <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I think um, that's who the that's selectors a, that's a, should be. That's great picks. Yeah, imagine. I reckon it, we'd have. I think we'd have team all honest if all, all three of them just like hit the reds, and they were just drinking red wine and making the selections, and then like yes. the team we got was like. All and I would honest, like that as a reality show. Actually, put them in Noosa for a weekend, <laughs> film the thing, lots of alcohol. You got to at the end of it, you got to come up with a diamonds yeah. team. Sorry, by the way, we're not in, implying that the alcohol. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Uh, well, by Liz, their Instagram Ka- from yeah. Sunday night. Hey, hey, look, they had they a long love, season. They love a bottle. They had, they had a long season. They're, they're well within their right to yeah, celebrate. Actually, mm. um, I hope I hope you all crushed your beers and your yeah, spirits and your I would wines. Have. I would have too, yeah. Because uh, I would some have of the, smashed it. Some of the Instagram stories from Kath Cox. Whoa. Like those glasses <laughs> of wine. Wow. Kath yes. Cox, go and get some wine. Anyway, um, I think that'll do us. Yeah. I this think is that's the last it. episode of the season. Of the SSN. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the current plan, mm. um, we're going to be taking a brief break uh, for, I don't even know how long. <laughs> if that chick um, that I approached for an interview says yes, then we could be back sooner than... Y- yes. <laughs> Look, uh, I say we're on a break, so there may not be an episode next week, but there may be an episode next week if some of our contacts get back to us for interviews. Yeah. So um, you're, you guys are not going to be without episodes for the rest of the year. Um we we are going to take a well deserved break. I think um, at some stage. Don't know when, but we'll see how the interviews go. We're covering Con Cup and Quad Series. Is Quad Series at the end of the year. Um, it's not really that far. We basically fall into the end of was, the year with Nepal tournaments. Yeah, um, so, but yes, we're covering both. Yeah, we're not going to be taking the next six months off. We will be covering those. No, and then we hit the off season because the off season's good because then we can talk to people out of season. And yes, um, Nepal Australia are less likely to poo poo interviews. Maybe, maybe we'll see. But um, <laughs> we do have a couple of interviews in the pipeline. We just can't give you any sort of specifics. No. So there may be an episode still next being week. Arranged. Or not. Yes. Um, so and also, um, I think we were going to do a sort of final teams wrap. Yeah, we were going to... free agency shit yeah, finishes. Yeah, so um, we don't have a definitive plan at this stage, but uh, the, the show's not going away, but we might take a week or two off just to recharge a little bit. If, yeah, because I've got to go to Barbados. If things are, if things are lacking. Um, and we've got to meet our six and, as well. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. For our yeah, and oh, Coke as well, because the Coke Zero. Yeah, Coke and, oh, Zero. Classic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Coke no sugar. <laughs> uh, Coke zero is pretty good. Um, but yeah, so keep an eye on your feeds. Um, but we will be covering all netball in Australia and international tournaments um, as the year goes out as well. And we do have a couple of interviews lined up. Fingers crossed they actually pan out. Fingers crossed. Um, but they, yeah, I don't really. We don't really have a definitive plan. We need to sit down and do that. But for now, we're going to go and have a burger and a beer. Yes. Um, and celebrate. You're having a beer. beer. Yeah, you're, I'm not having yeah. a beer. I'll have a beer, but um, I'll have two just uh, to toast you. you know? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, do it. That's great. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, this it's been season, a really good guys. season, actually. Um, yeah, this. I love all yeah. the messages people are sending. They really enjoy it. Yeah, makes our life a lot easier. Yeah, I think um, you know to sort of I guess close it out. The 
the the show's grown quite significantly for us over the really over the last twelve months, and and um, it means a lot that people interact with us and talk to us and listen to the show and leave the reviews and 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 talk about the you know the page and get involved and try and grow the sport at, on a it's level. It's awesome, yeah. Because um, we yeah. unfortunately the sport really is um, there is a glass ceiling there. I yeah. mean, the fact that the newspapers didn't really cover it or can't get the players right. They can't get the players right. Um, we really have to build it as a groundswell. Yeah. If you love the sport and we both love the sport. Yeah, so exactly. So tell your friends about the show. If you really enjoyed it, um, it really does on, genuinely mean the world to us um, that you listen and you support the show as you do. Um, and we'll continue to make the show um, as long as the sport exists. So um, for us, it's just a matter of working out, uh, getting well, out players until we um, retire on our like yeah. residual check and a huge podcast fund. Uh, yeah. Just FYI, we do not make any money on this. <laughs> um, you know, I don't yeah. want. I'm not sure. I want ads. Neither do I. Yeah, yeah. We won't. Don't worry. Ads would be horrible. Don't freak Isn't out. It horrible don't when you're listening everyone. to a podcast and then it's like true blue blinds. <laughs> Look, that's not happening. So we'll, we'll be yeah, fine. Uh, yeah, listeners, don't freak out. We're good. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening this season, guys. And we're not going away. But as always, you can get us on facebook.com forward slash the goal circle on Twitter at BLT underscore 86 for Luke and at Bleakster at B-L-E-E-K-S-T-E-R. Uh, you can get us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, any of your other favorite podcasting apps. Give us a rating review. We do read them. We do appreciate them. We do love them a lot. We love you guys a lot as well. Um, we'll be keeping up to date with the signing news. I feel like free agency might be a little less wild this year, so we might not do a free agency episode. Yeah, it's going to be boring AF. Yeah, so um, we, you know, if there's any sort of significant things that deserve coverage, um, you know, just keep an eye on your feeds. Um, we aren't going too far. So, yeah. Anything else, Luke? I think that'll do us. No, that's it. All right, let's go get a burger, man. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks, we'll catch guys. You Bye. <laughs>